A playlist is more than just music you put on shuffle. A playlist holds the soundtrack to our lives. The music that creates lasting memories. From the baby crib to your own crib, there are songs used to commemorate the monumental moments in one's life. In this new series, The Making of a Playlist, join me and my guest as we come together to create a curated joint playlist. Each playlist will have a theme and we will both add five songs to the playlist while discussing the culture, the significance, and the impact the songs have had both on our lives and on the world. After the episode is released, the playlist will be available for your listening pleasure. Playlists are a work of art and should be handled with care. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the making of a playlist. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Adiola, back at it again with another episode of Well, This is Awkward. And as you guys heard in the introduction I just gave before, this is the first episode of my new series, The Making of a Playlist. I am a musical connoisseur. I love music. I believe that music is the soundtrack to our lives. But I mean, what else would be the soundtrack to our lives but music? I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my head, so I'm just gonna keep talking. I love music, and I thought, why not just create a series where we create music and we just talk about how it is so important to our lives and the culture and everything behind it. So, for my first guest on this series, I am blessed and honored to have Mia Hill. <laughs> I'm gonna let Mia introduce herself and tell her, tell you guys about herself, what she does, her aspirations in life. So Mia, I'm leaving it to you. I don't know, like the late Ho said, you know, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Ho! All right, I'm not Ho, but you know, I, I wish, you know, guys, you know, since we're talking about music, you know, I have to put that in there. Right, right. Um, well, like she said, my name is Mia Hill. Um, by day, I am a marketing slash advertising slash media, all in the same family, um, professional. And by night, you know, your girl is a little of a mixologist. So for those of you who don't know what that means, I'm not a DJ. I'm a knockoff DJ. <laughs> um, and I also um, is, am a digital strategist. So I do digital strategy for small businesses, small brands on the side. So hit me up if you're down for that. And I also, as well, host a podcast that I like to call Mia Mondays. Come on, Mia Mondays. It is Mondays. your Monday morning pet talk, your afternoon pick-me-up, and your prep for the next day, to be honest. And we just bring you that Friday energy every day of the week. But I'm blessed to be on this podcast, because I showed this one. <laughs> okay. Okay with the Friday energy on a Monday. We need that. Because you know, Mondays just... They just don't be giving it to me, for real. I be so drained on a Monday, exhausted, just praying for Friday. So the fact that you have a podcast where you give me that Friday energy, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you Mia, need to turn up at the start of your week, girl. Exactly. Exactly. So Mia, since this is the first episode of my series, The Making of a Playlist, I wanted to start off with asking you, what is the significance of a playlist to you? What does a playlist mean to you? Well, for me, playlist, um, it's very personal, I would say. It's very significant to one's mood. Mm -hmm. um, when you create a playlist, you're creating it based on how you feel. You want, so for instance, say you are feeling very emotionless. Like you don't, like you want a playlist that just 
takes you away in having to feel nothing. You're going to cultivate songs. You're going to put songs together that embodies that. Or say if you got a little feeling, got a little something for a boy or girl or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to create a more flirty, in love playlist so it's going to center around love songs, you know? Or right. if you just want to turn up with your girls, you're going to create a little playlist for that, a little Meg, a little, you know, um, sweetie, all that, you know? It gives you that vibe. The playlist sets the mood. And that's why I'm super excited to create this playlist. The Ask- playlist doesn't only set the mood, it is the mood. <laughs> Come on. It is the mood. <laughs> can, I, can we quote that? A playlist doesn't just set the mood, it is the mood. That, I like that. Let's I like say that for the lot. people one more time. One more time. We're going to say it for them one more time. Run that back. The playlist is what? The playlist is the mood. The mood is the mood. And so I was super excited because I asked you what playlist theme you wanted to create um, for this episode. And you gave me the theme Black Joy. And Black Joy music, first off, let me get this straight with all y'all. Black people, we did this. We created this. What y'all are able to enjoy and call music and all the stuff y'all are able to dance to and all the moves y'all dance with, we created this. So Black Joy is an amazing theme because there's so much music that can go into that category. So what we're going to do is Mia has five songs. I have five songs. I'm going to call it Mia's set and my set. And we're going to go back and forth and we will talk about the songs that we're choosing and while you know saying the songs that we have we're going to talk about the significance that those songs had in our lives maybe a memory we might have with it maybe the feeling that we got when we first heard it or like you know just what 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 emotions that song evokes in our lives and then (laughs) let me tell y'all y'all get a treat at the end of this episode because when we release this episode the playlist is available to you who else y'all know doing it like that Oh, she'll know. The nobody. Play- nobody. Right. Nobody. Now, we are giving you a treat. <laughs> the playlist. So, Mia, I'm going to let you have it first. I'm going to let you, let me let you put your um, first song out there. What's first on your set? All right. First on my set is Optimistic by the Sound of Blackness. <laughs> uh, the Blackness. Come on now. <laughs> Keep on, keep on. Keep on, keep on. Um, yeah, that's first on my set list. I feel like that song is definitely like the heart mm-hmm. of Black Joy. Mm-hmm. It's very motivational. Um, it's very like you listen to it, like with everything that's going on right now, you listen to it and you get a sense of joy, right? In my opinion, that's for me. Like, it starts, the blackness. Keep on, keep on. Like, come on. Like, during that time, there was also a lot of issues since around the, like, black lives and a lot of black killings as well and them fighting for basic rights. It was the same thing that's going on right now. So, um, that's what I think. I Like, that song embodies black joy for me. That, that, out of all songs. Okay. Okay. I flew with the first play or first song on the set. I flew with it. My first song on my set. 
I was stuck between two songs because they were both about black women, um, sung by men, um, black men. And so I felt like in this time currently, um, there's just been a lot of stuff going on with colorism and how, um, darker black skinned women are treated. And, um, it just really had me thinking like, dang, like music really does play a really huge role in the way that, um, colorism is portrayed in the world you know a lot of rappers may talk about favoring light-skinned women more like you know just bashing on dark-skinned women we had that um Lil Wayne and 50 Cent conversation that happened and they were just bashing dark-skinned women um so I was like you know what what is a song that makes me feel so good you know in my skin and a man is recognizing that that I'm a black woman and I I am not to be played with so my first song on my set is BGM by Wale, Black Girl Magic, and he, Wale is just an amazing person. I've, I haven't met him, Wale, if you're listening, I would love to meet you, but I haven't met him, but I just think he does a really good job at um, portraying black women and the beauty that we are, we exist in, and I really just appreciate it. Is, is, is it that, is it that Naja love that you got going on over there? Oh! sure i'm not too sure but there is something happening here there is something happening but wale is just wale is just that dude you know what i'm saying he's just that man and he is just very loving in his music his music is just so it makes me feel good and so that's why bgm is the first on my set so i'm gonna pass it back to you what's next next on my list i have culture by Kate Trinata, okay? Mm-hmm. For this song, it gives you that get up and dance feel, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you bring um, black women into this. I know we're talking right now about a lot of black men singing about black joy, but Kate Trinata does something different. He puts it in half, you know, he got the, he got down from a beautiful black woman. Mm. Um, and it embodies that feel-good music because Keishinata is not hip-hop. He's not basically, he's not directly talking about, you know, police brutality, but he's talking about the culture, the diaspora. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whether you're African-American or whether you're Caribbean-American, um, whether you're somewhere from somewhere in the Caribbean, somewhere in Africa, we all share one culture. We right. all share that diaspora feel. Um, so it's just enjoying and basking in the diaspora field. The sounds that come out of this trap is amazing. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't heard it, I would tell you to go check out Kishinada. He's a legend living. (laughs) Literally. I love Kishinada. I just think, like you said, like... He may not talk about it directly, but you know what he's talking about. And he makes you feel good while you're listening to the words that he, um... Like, the words that's coming out of his music. So, yes, culture... 10 out of 10 across the board. And one lyric that I want to point out, like, directly is when he says, this, when the girl says, this is not a vibe, it's a culture. It's a culture. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a culture. Like, we, what we're doing, what Black people are doing, is not a vibe. The music that we're creating, it's not a vibe. The things that we're putting out into the world and society, it's not just a vibe. It's not an aesthetic. It's the culture. This is us. 
No, that's so true. That's so true. And sometimes, like, I will see people who are not black be like, oh my gosh, I love your aesthetic. Like, come up, coming up to me and be like, I love your aesthetic. Sis, what aesthetic are you talking about? This is my culture. I, I live it's in me. this. It's me. What? I love your hair. Well, I mean, I don't have any other option. <laughs> I don't. This afro was not chosen. You know what I'm saying? I didn't choose to be able to have my hair grow like this. I love that culture. I, I love I me. Mean, I love that aesthetic. No, this is my culture. Like you said, there's no control of this. This is who I am. So whenever I see people like trying to make like the aesthetic of who I am, and it's honest to me, it's sometimes I feel like it's a mocking of my culture because you you feel like you can just take it and make make it yours, but make it a look for you. When in reality, it's hey, who really? I am, and I it's not my look. It's who I am. <sighs> but you know what? I'm not gonna let them get to me. I'm not gonna let it happen. Don't let them. I'm not going to let them. It's not a vibe. It's the culture. You feel me? I feel And we're going to keep growing. Right. <sighs> okay. My next song, talking about the hair that comes out of my head. I'm going just, to just say these words because I remember going through this. Little girl with a press and curl. Age eight, I got a jerry curl. Thirteen, when I got a relaxer, I was the source of so much laughter. That source was me. That that just can we just snap it up because India Irie spoke some true Let's words. Go. I was that source. I felt that pain. Hair is so important to me. My hair has. I've been on a journey, right? I used to get my hair relaxed all the time. Then we realized, oh shoot, relaxers are not meant for my hair, and I can't keep doing this because I'm not gonna be having any any hair. I'm gonna be bald. So. I, you know, grew my hair out. I ended up getting my afro, and now it's just become such a huge part of who I am. Like you said, the culture—that's a part of who I am. And so, whenever I was going through my transition, I literally cut off all my hair. Like I, I, I was bald—not bald, but you know, I couldn't grip it up. There was nothing to grip. Um, it really made me feel empowered in who I was as a woman. Um, and just made me feel like I was still beautiful, even though like I didn't have as much hair as I might have used to. And so that's why I put this on there because it gave me a sense of black joy. It gave me a sense of happiness. Um, I am not my hair by India Irie. It's just such a significant song to me. I remember walking um, from school and seeing all these girls with like you know straight hair and all this kind of stuff, and I had my little trash bag ponytail. Mm -hmm. You know when the trash bag is full. And you got the small part of the trash bag. That was my hair. Um, it's not like that no more. <laughs> I got my edges back. But that was my hair before. And so um, that song just made me, during my transition, just made me feel really good about who I was. And the woman that I was becoming. And that my hair didn't define who I was. Um, so yes, that is why I Am Not My Hair is my first song. Or, or my second song. I actually totally 100% agree. Agree. This natural journey at first, when you're growing up, they'll tell you, your parents will tell you about perms and how you need, they can't maintain their hair or you got too much hair. Mm -hmm. Understanding that too much hair is beautiful. Mm. When they say you have too much, or when you go to the Dominican salon, you know, if any Dominicans are listening to this, it's not disrespectful. But when they go, when you go to the Dominican salon and they go, mommy, you got too much hair. You need relaxer. You don't need a relaxer. You just need to learn how to embrace and maintain it. So I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Which brings us into our next song, 
that I chose. And all I'm going to say is, all my life, I've had to fight hard times like what? <laughs> that is All Right by Kendrick, okay? Mm-hmm. So that was my song. And it goes to why I chose Optimistic, actually. Um, it just gives that sense of, yes, black people have been through the struggle. Yes, we are still going through the struggle, but this is not our final destination. Right. And we're going to be okay one day. It may not be today, tomorrow, next year, whatever. But one day we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how I feel. Like, I, most of my list is just basically songs that I feel as if it's going to push us forward. And not more so have us think about where we are. It has us thinking about where we're going to be. Right. No, I definitely agree with that. And that is so funny you said that because it kind of leads me into my song for my set. My song is We Got Love by Tiana Taylor. Tiana! Oh, I love that song. Oh, Tiana! Tiana! That's all I can say. Tiana! First off, Tiana, if you're listening, first off, is there a way we can get this sent to Tiana? Because if you want to be on the show, we can make that happen ASAP. This song... All right, Tiana, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up, Tiana. This song makes me just remember that us as black people, we got love. We got love. And the way we are able to uplift each other, even in these hard times, the way we're able to talk to each other through everything going on, the way we're able to just... If I see a black woman in the street looking good, I'm like, girl, you look good. I'm going to do that. Because I got love for you. I may not know you, but I got love for you. And I just feel like I feel that throughout the whole community. And so that's why that song is my third song, We Got Love. Just because black women, we really do have love. You know what I'm saying? The black community, we got love for everybody. So I saw something on Twitter that said, um, you lucky black people don't want revenge. <laughs> you real lucky. Yeah. Real lucky. Because we, we don't want revenge. We just want equality. And we have so much love in our hearts. Um, it just, we just want equality for everybody. So, yeah, that's why that is my third song. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, in the same breath, moving on, moving the train right along, because it's some good, this is a good playlist you got going on. It is. I may just shock, I may, I may just mix this up and give them a mix for, for y'all. So, yeah, special mix. Come you on. Like listen to this, you know? Um, so my next song is Boo Boo by Salon. So for us, by us, Boo Boo. That was that um, used to be the brand, the clothing brand. Yeah, that was the clo- yeah, that was the clothing brand. That was it. My dad used to rock some Boo Boo. Hello, Cool J. For us, by us, Boo Boo. Um. The reason, another reason I chose this song is also because it just gives that strength that, you know, some things are for us. We created this. Mm-hmm. We did this. Like, like Kitchen Not a Setting Culture. It's not a vibe. It's the culture. Right. She piggybacked off of that and went, this is for us. And by us. Mm-hmm. We did this. Give us our credit. Give us our credit where credit is due because, like, oftentimes with a lot of things that are created in black culture they get overlooked and remixed. I would say remixed since mm-hmm. we're talking about music. Um, 
in uh, white culture and it becomes mainstream. But you forget who, where it originated, right. where it came from, where where did all these braided hairstyles actually come from? They derived from the motherland. Let's talk about it. Like these styles were created out of culture, out of someone's culture. Mm-hmm. Pay tribute, pay homage to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, Solange really emphasizes in her song. This is for us. This is by us. She even tells you, uh, tells us that she created this song for us, for us to be unified. I think this song gives a sense of unity mm-hmm. for our culture, um, a fan, basically. Um, so that's why I chose that one. I mean, Solange, a seat at the table was good. It was. It was really good. Oh my god! When you talk about a work of art, a work. Of art. That like was what that was. Kiss because, well, she snapped. <laughs> snapped. She really did snap. Um, we are at the fourth song on our playlist. We have one more song um, after I say this one. So, my song is Brother by Angie Stone. I felt like I had to add this song because Neo Soul. That, there's just something in that genre of music that I felt like this album, this playlist needed. Um, and this, that song, Black Brother, I Love Ya. It's just so simple. The song is very simple. Um, the beat, you can feel it. You feel it in your soul. You can feel your fingers tingling. Like, that's what I feel like when I hear that song. And I just, with everything going on today, the, um, killings of black men like it's just it just reminds the song just shows like black brother i love you like i don't want anybody to ever hurt you like that's how i feel and it's still relevant to this day um and it's just so it's such a beautiful song the the melody the chords just everything about it just makes me feel good it makes me you know what this song reminds me of and i don't know why but a brown leather couch <laughs> This song reminds me of a brown leather couch. A brown leather couch. I don't know why, but this song reminds me of a brown leather couch. There's something about the image and the feeling of a brown leather couch. Maybe I'm sitting on it with a black man Uh and we sipping tea or something. You know, it's the more like a like one of the um Brown Sugar, maybe like a movie like that. He got the beer on. Brown Sugar, Brown Sugar is that movie. That movie. And we're talking about music. That movie. We're not even gonna talk about. We're not even gonna talk about that movie. That's another day. That's another another, literally. But if you haven't seen Brown Sugar, I feel like you should just go do yourself a favor Mm -hmm. and go watch it. (laughs) Cause when did you fall in love with hip hop? Is the real question. When did you, but when did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> right. When did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> but yes, I feel like that song just reminds me of that movie in the brown leather couch. I feel like falls, like I can see a brown leather couch in the set of that movie. And I don't know, it just all intertwines together. It just all, I don't know, all relates in some way. I hope somebody understands what I'm trying to say. If you don't, it's okay. But it makes sense to me. So I'm content with that. <laughs> to me. No, I got you, girl. I got you. I got you. We here. Okay. We here. We on the brown leather couch together. Right. 
Um, so we are on our last song of the set. Mia with you happy. Yes. Yeah. All right. On my last end, I mean, I probably should have put optimistic at the bottom. You know, give y'all a grand for now. <laughs> but my last song is New Black by Goldwing. Mm-hmm. Um, this song it pinpoints the things that are going on within our community, being black in America, being of color in America, period. Uh Goldling talks about because cops killing blacks, blacks killing blacks to be gone down. Mm-hmm. And I'll share something very sentimental with you guys on this podcast. It's funny that I actually chose the song because today, you know, someone that I knew from when he was little just passed away and got shot in the head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for Goldling to say, because cops killing blacks, blacks killing blacks to be gone down. Understand that I just told my mom that. I just told my mom, like, if it's not the cops killing us, it's we, we are killing us. Mm. And it brings to light the issue. We're in this together. Like, we are already oppressed by what is what they consider to be the majority race. Mm. We are already, you know, going extinct by the cops. We don't need to go extinct through us. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be killing us. We don't need to... It's not crabs in a barrel. And we don't need to kill each other for survival. Mm-hmm. Because they're already trying to get rid of us. I think it really emphasizes that we need to stand together. That we are in this together. No matter what, who you are, we're in this together. And also, this song makes me think think about diaspora wars. That mm-hmm. really... It's kind of annoying to me, like diaspora wars within a race is very annoying because at the end of the day we all look the same to them they're not gonna go oh that black person is a haitian oh that black person is a nigerian mm-hmm. oh this that and the third like look at they didn't care mm-hmm. look who they killed Rihanna taylor black <laughs> like like What's the what's the um girl who just passed passed away? I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly. You know, um, Toyin. Oh, Toyin. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's Nigerian, mm-hmm. so it's like to them we look the same. So it's just that that part that bar right there really stood out to me in that song, and it will forever stand out to me. Song because it's true. It's like we have cops killing us, we have us killing us. When is it gonna stop? When is it gonna stop? Um, and if that, and I guess that doesn't go with the whole black joy thing that I was going for. But um, Golden does a good job of pointing those things out, um, pointing the things that are going on with our community, and and he also talks about like the responsibility music has and all of that. Uh, he said he ends the song saying. If we keep talking guns and gas in our rap, we gonna die. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Hip hop will die, and I promise that. Mm-hmm. So you you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. keep talking like that, we gonna keep killing us. <laughs> mm-hmm. We gonna keep killing us. We gonna think that's cool. And you know, I think that's the call to action right there to all the artists, to all the rappers, to all the people coming up. Um, you ain't gotta talk about being about the life to be a good rapper. Right. I think that, that's another point there. 
You ain't got to talk about being about the life to be a good rapper. That's already the stereotypical image that is in it's for black people and for rappers out there. If you're not really about that life, you ain't here shooting the, shooting the shot, then you ain't got to talk about it. And if you are, you ain't got to talk about it. That, that's not what makes you fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really not. But yeah. That's what I want to end on. That's mm-hmm. my point I want to end on. I don't know about you. I don't know that got real dark real quick, but yeah. You know what? It's You would think that we made our playlist together, like we chose our songs together, because literally what you just said about the diaspora, you know, I'm Nigerian. My family um, is from Nigeria. I'm a first-generation American. And growing up, I definitely had multiple experiences where I be, would be bullied or, like, you know, people would try to say I'm not black and be black people telling me that. And I was always confused. I never really understood it, honestly, um, about where this you're not black came from. Because I would look at the person saying it, I'd be like, bruh, if people didn't even know us for real, like, they would think we were related. Um, and I always was just so confused about that. But then growing up and being afforded the opportunity to go to HBCU and just learning about history, um, it just kind of made sense that there's just always been a disconnect. But especially like me personally, I want to bridge the gap between this disconnect that is happening um, between the black diaspora. Because all in all, we were ripped of our culture, you know, and the people who were taken from wherever they may have been taken from. Um, were ripped of their culture so they never really got to know who they are um, and where they come from and where their lineage is and where their tribe is and my song that I chose was Tribe by Jadena. You see what I did there? <laughs> That's the song I chose because the word they said, the, the first verse he says, who you with, who your crew, who your clique, who your fam, who your city, who you, who's, who your gang, who you rep, FMOM, FMO, that's my tribe. And the reason why I feel like this song is so important to me, because honestly, I don't really care about what city you're from, or what tribe you're from, or what country you're from. I love you. You part of my gang. If you black, we in this together. Yeah. We're struggling the same. We're going through the same thing. Um, I mean, we might not be going through the same thing, same thing, but like, you know, we have people against us um just because of our skin and so with that being said you're you're my family and i'm gonna make sure that you out here able to succeed um able to do whatever you want to do in life and don't have anything stopping you no obstacles because you're my tribe i don't care about the titles you know i love you and that's what is making me connect with you um regardless of who you are if i know you're not i love you to listeners i love you mia i love you because we, if we don't if we don't love each other who gonna love us if we do not love each other who is going to love us and so that's why I wanted to end this off with tribe because that song <laughs> that's my tribe y'all my tribe it's not about the titles it's just about the connection we all have with each other Whew. so that ends off our playlist I that was fun for the first time for the first try I like that I like that how'd you feel Mia oh, get better. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get even better. So I think y'all should keep tuning in. I know this is probably like they just sat here and talked about music all day. Like <laughs> what? But no, definitely gonna get better. So keep tuning in. Right. Even though uh, this was kind of awkward, it's gonna continue to get awkward, but it's also gonna get better. So right. Right. That's I the podcast. We try things out here, and we're just gonna keep growing from here. 
But before I end it off the podcast, I did want to ask you a couple questions because I know you've been using creative content to voice your feelings about what is going on in the world surrounding black lives. You created a visual, which I had the honor to be a part of, um, titled Dear America. And I wanted to know what compelled you to create that and what role you think art plays in conveying the message about Black Lives Matter and just art in general, the importance that it holds in times like this. So yes, I created, it was kind of like an IGTV series called Dear America. And I reached out to a couple of my friends just to get their voices of what's going on. I think during the time, my thought process was more so like a lot of people want to speak on this matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people want to know where they stand in everything that's going on. The way I see it is everyone cannot be uh, on the front lines. Everyone is not a person that fulfilled, that feels fulfilled by going to go protest. Everyone is not a person that feels fulfilled as to putting their purse where their mouth is or donating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all avenues of this of all avenues for to get justice for our brothers and sisters, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, like we need all avenues. We need the storytellers. We need the videographers, the photographers. We need those visuals. Mm-hmm. So me, very visual person, me, I felt like I was holding in what I wanted to say and like to the point where it was giving me anxiety, where I wanted to, feel like I should be saying something. I felt like I wanted to create something because there's no way that we are in July and Breonna Taylor died in February and her killers are walking free. There's no way that we have no laws that really protect us for real. But yet you guys are painting Black Lives Matter on streets. We didn't ask for that. We asked for systematic And I split the series up into two. Or just one on Juneteenth, and that basically talks about Black joy and the power of being Black. I also dropped one on July 4th, um, and that talks about, you know, the systematic uh, situation with being Black, being Black in America, mm-hmm. how that it's gone on for years, how you you hung my ancestors for years. How I look at, you know, like you said, in your in your part of it, you said I look at my sibling and I see him, I see America sees him as a dollar sign mm. rather than his life actually mattering. So I I think I split it that way for a reason and I'm glad that everyone who participated had something really great to say and they was really powerful. And what made me split it up like that is because Juneteenth is an important date to us. July 4th is an important date to America. Mm-hmm. And if you want to wake America up, you drop something on the day they want to celebrate being patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and all in all, that was just my way to get out how I feel about the situation and how I still feel about the situation because... I'm going to give y'all exclusive. There's another part of the America coming, you know. It's another part. A little, a little part three coming for you guys soon. Mm. And because this is an ever-going situation, it didn't stop with 
you know, companies giving black employees students key bonk. It didn't stop for the hit of silence that, you know, they gave their employees. It's still going on. We're still dying. Daily. Daily. Mm -hmm. Um, Not hush hush. It's been going on for years. We've been tired. (laughs) We've been tired since the 16, what is it? Been tired since like 1692? (laughs) We've been tired. Been over like, 400 years. Yeah, so that's that's what Dear America is about. Hopefully, if you guys want to check it out, you know, I will be sharing this podcast because it's great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and Adiola has already, you know, shared the IGTV for Dear America. But you know, if you want to check it out, follow me on Instagram at Mia M O Hill. Um, yeah. No, guys, seriously, like, the way that Mia was able to set up Dear America, it just makes you see things for what it is. America will try to hide the truth so much, but the truth will come out eventually, and the truth has been coming out. And it sucks, it really sucks that all this is happening, but at the same time, just the amount of um, togetherness that's been happening around the whole world, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement was able to reach tons of other continents literally it's in new zealand it's in europe it's in um england london you know it's every in england london is the same thing bro <laughs> but it's in london um but it's everywhere and it's just it's enlightening to see but it's still like we got so much more to do um so yeah y'all check out mia's dear america like she said there's more to come so make sure y'all stay tuned Mia, I have one more question for you because it wouldn't be my podcast if I don't ask you this question. This podcast is titled okay. This podcast is titled Well, this is awkward. And I wanted to ask you, what awkward moments have you had in life? You know, funny ones, yeah. ones you're still cringing at, just the awkward moments that you look back and you're like, "Well, that was awkward." Okay. I am awkward. Like, for everything is awkward for me. I make things so awkward, okay? But one time that I can remember vividly is that one time I was in a Forever 21 dressing room. And I thought no one was there. You know, I thought it was just me and, you know, the person. And I started to twerk in the mirror. Not in the dressing room, but outside the dressing room. For a whole sales clerk to come, for them to be like literally watching me. Like, there's a couple of them on the side watching me. Because I was feeling good in them jeans. What? You know? And then I turned around to realize I saw them in the mirror and I realized that they were watching and I was like, well, this is awkward. But, guys, naturally, my life is awkward. Um, Everything is awkward. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm awkward. I may sound good now, but, like, no. Meet me in real life. <laughs> right. Meet me in real life, and you'll really see what I'm talking about. I feel that. But, I mean, how else are you supposed to know them jeans fit? If you're not making sure they fit in all types of situations. Well, now I'm on some, if you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't put my pants. That's, 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 that's what's going on with some jeans right now. <laughs> I'm screaming. Well, Mia, 
Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for being my first guest on this series. This was fun. I actually really had an amazing time, and I'm definitely y'all. If y'all thought this was just this was just the beginning, like this was just the beginning. If y'all like this, wait to see how we just are going to expand this. It's gonna be ten times more music, more culture, more laughter, more thoughts, more love all put into a playlist. I like that. I wasn't even planning to say all that, but that just hit me differently. <laughs> but yes, Mia, thank you so much. Y'all make sure y'all follow Mia at Mia Mo Hill. That is M-I-A-M-O Hill. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye. I hope y'all enjoyed the first episode of my new series, The Making of a Playlist. If y'all thought that was good, wait till y'all see what's coming up, okay? If there was a song you would have added to the playlist, make sure to put it in the comments below because I want to see what hidden gems y'all are listening to. Again, make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a comment, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye!